Welcome, everyone, to the Think Different Podcast. It's trout season. You know what that means? It's time for the only podcast with two former Apple retail employees with over 20 years combined experience sharing our retail experiences. I am Will, the TLD, the former Apple specialist, creative, and genius. Along with me every week is the man known as Keto Drummer Frank Funk here on my right, but on the bottom today is our special interview. He is the owner of SellYourMac.com, who states he has spent over $41 million in Apple products in his life, and now he wants to buy your old stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. Brian Burke to the show. Woo! Thanks for having me, guys. Glad to be here. Bring my Mac Man energy to your podcast. That's right. And if you're watching on our YouTube, man, the man is dressed much better than all of us, you know, today. You know, I'm in my standard gray shirt that I wear downstairs when I have to go on my meetings. And then, you know, because Frank's retired, he wants to go on his safari visit to Africa and he's ready to go with that hat. And Brian has his uh, aqua blue traditional apple color. Sell your Mac blue, baby. Sell your... And and, uh, and that which ties into this week's in history because in case you didn't know this one on March 24th of 2001 Apple started macOS 10 at this time this week I was it now 20 wow, years ago 20 years so yeah. that's where the aqua blue came from so it's kind of fitting that you're wearing the suit of the colors of Mac oh, when you first wow, started. Oh, wow, when they had the aqua blue Apple logo. That was my favorite Apple logo besides the rainbow. I love the rainbow. Now, I got to ask, does anyone remember the first Mac OS X? The name of it. Let's see if anybody knows. Cheetah, wasn't it? Wow. Yes, Frank Funk is correct. Cheetah is I the I almost first. went Panther. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so Cheetah was the first version. So I thought every week we like to bring in a week of history in the show, and we always bring up something in the past. This was the uh, item I picked 20 years ago that happened. Well, Frank but, was the oldest of us, so he remembers it the best. Absolutely. That is a fact. <laughs> That's why Frank knows it. Yeah, see? So Brian's going along with making fun of Frank's age. I love it. So so we have to get to you, Brian. This is all about you today uh, and your business. You guys. No, no. Please, make fun of him all you want. Uh, today is all about you, Brian. We're going to talk about about your journey, uh, You know about your Apple experience, your business as well, of SellYourMac.com. So let's start right off about your first Apple product. And I want to ask, what was the one that you remember first? Uh, And what kind of impact did it leave on you? Definitely a life-changing impact. You know, I got my first Apple product in third grade, and it was a Performa Mac. And that kind of set me on the journey to wanting to learn a lot about Apple products. And I really dove in. I had a computer teacher at the time. Uh, I was his first student after he left his other consulting role to come teach people how to use Apple products at their home. So I was really learning with him on a weekly basis and caught up quickly on how to use an Apple computer. And I, you know, within another year, I was basically teaching the computer class at my school because the teacher didn't know that much about, about computers. So my knowledge, uh, you know, went from zero to a hundred, you know, pretty quickly. And my passion did too. And I've kind of kept that passion up my entire life. And that ultimately led me to start this business. So you were in third grade by that time, know, by that time, Frank? I think I had about 
25 <laughs> years at the former company I was with. What year was that? Oh, so how old are you in, in third grade? You're about nine, <laughs> nine years old. So yeah. probably about nine, 92. 92. Yeah. Okay. I started with the firm, my former firm in 1974. There wow. you go. So yeah, you, so what was your first Apple product then? My first Apple product, I actually bought that for my daughter. Uh, she wanted an iPod and I bought it. And of course, you know, being a dutiful father, I had to test it out. I loaded some products <laughs> on it and, um, and I said, oh, this is pretty nice. And then I noticed a thing on there it said games. So I went and I hit the games and it, started uh playing a song and it would say okay what song is this you know you give you a selection of four and i was like wow that's really cool i gotta get one of these so i went back to the store and i bought one for me after that's that like, that's like shazam in reverse yeah <laughs> i was really late to the game i got the i the ipod third generation was my very first uh apple product so wow you were a holdout i was a holdout you know, but the one cool thing about me is I've got to be in New York where they had the Prince Street Apple store and they had the big screen. That was an experience. And you and th and three and four hour waits. Yeah, those are those are the days wow. of Apple. That the one in Soho. It is the one in Soho. Yep. That store is so hidden. It's that tiny little sign out front. I mean, yep. you can just walk right by it. Uh, compared now to what you see now on all the Apple stores that are out there now. I mean, forget it. They're 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 taking over landmarks now. Yeah. Yes. They're really inspirational kind of stores. I mean, you look at, you know, ones like Michigan Avenue and stuff like that. I mean, it's an experience um, in the city. Yeah, I actually went to the Cube when it changed to its new style, which is on our YouTube channel. Uh, there's a blog there of me going through that store, uh, and I got to see some old Apple people I worked with back in uh, where my home store was, which is in Freo, New Jersey. Cool. So, in fact, the guy that was my manager at the time when we started is now the head guy of that store. So... And he is Apple. That for Dan Zadek? No, not that guy. And, and you don't want don't do that guy. Uh, but he was. If there was one guy that could sell Dot Mac, that was him, and he sold wow. it to every customer. So Brian, what is your background, and uh, what made you get started in this venture? I would say my background is entrepreneurship. I've really always been buying and selling products. You know, it started off when I was super young, selling jewelry on the streets and making lanyards and stuff like that to resell. And then I, in grade school, I transitioned to selling Audi car parts. I was very passionate about the Audi brand at the time. And then I started buying and selling stocks after my bar mitzvah. And I really have a knack for knack for stocks and it's something I'm still super passionate about. Uh, you know, I started buying Apple uh, under a dollar, uh, split adjusted. So it's been, a, it's been a good ride on the Apple. And uh, then I, in college, I really started doing electronics. And this kind of came from a need that I saw that my friends were simply too lazy to resell their own products. And I wanted to hustle to get them sold and make money to you know, go enjoy the nightlife down in New Orleans. Oh, so I was oh. you know, selling their products on commission, had a Is really good knack for eBay. And then that transitioned to buying and selling uh, more products when I graduated. And I kind of just grew their business, business organically from there. Is that where you're located in New Orleans? Just for college. I'm in Cincinnati right now. Oh, okay. I, I visited. Now, what year were you in college? 2002. Okay. I visited New Orleans in 1995 for wow. CA convention. You remember CA, Computer Associates? I have not been to that one. You know, Frank, we're not as old as you. I just want you to make that aware. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. 
That was a, that was a, that was that New Orleans is a crazy town. Oh, it's a lot of fun. I have if you go for Mardi Gras, I hope you get back. I haven't yeah. been, uh, but now that I have a child, I don't see myself going anymore um, <laughs> on that. But we have to talk about your website, which is sellyourmac.com. And I have to ask, what made you decide to start that site? So when I was doing the eBay business back then. I was buying and selling on eBay. And the best deals are basically in the middle of the night. And I realized that it was not a life-sustainable decision to stay up all night and all day buying and selling Apple products. So I created SellYourMac.com to be my inbound sales channel and kind of quickly grew that through a lot of SEO efforts. Uh, we've done a lot of content creation on there to bring people to the site. And if you search for different terms like where to sell my Mac or how do I sell my MacBook Pro, uh, we should be number one in the world on Google. And that has been our kind of history of how we built up our business uh, through a lot of organic SEO there. That's a brilliant, uh, that's a brilliant name for a site too, which makes it real easy. Uh, the, the URL really helps. Yes. Yeah. That was a smart URL. <laughs> I'll be able to trick anyone into my businesses. Now, how do you, how do you compare yourself to Gazelle? And uh... So Gazelle has been a major competitor for a long time. And up until recently, we competed on Apple products in the Mac space. But as of February the 1st, they transitioned away from doing any Mac. And oh. now they are strictly buying from consumers uh, through their eco ATM channel, which you have to go to in person and receive a very low offer on your device. But at those stations, you can only resell an iPhone or an iPad, iPod, stuff like that, along with all the Samsung gear. So the biggest differentiators from us are that we don't do any Samsung. We are 100% Apple focused and we'll give you the best value on your Mac products. And you simply can't go to Gazelle anymore. Um, it's actually really fitting. We had a feedback uh, left on our website uh, yesterday or the day before. And it was like, goodbye, Gazelle. Hello, sell your Mac. I'm so happy to have transitioned to your company. <laughs> that's interesting. I didn't even know that, uh, you know, even when I wrote that question. So that's very interesting. What, what would you say is your biggest competitor as far as like if you were to go from, you know, if someone's trying to look up your term and they see this other site, you know, what is the reason that sell your Mac should be your way to go? I'd say our biggest competitor is probably Apple, even though they don't do it themselves. They That's use a third a party point. called Fobio. Mm -hmm. And if you were to search for Apple trade-in, they own they own a bunch of those Apple trade-in terms. Yep. Uh, no surprise given the word Apple there. And I'd say the number one reason you would choose us versus going that route is that we're offering cash. Right. And you know we're gonna pay you on PayPal or check uh, versus Apple would only pay you with a credit. And also the timeline. If you're going to go through their service, it could be anywhere from two to four weeks. And you also could have your product rejected the last moment and not even have a chance to really talk to the customer service. So if there was any issue, for instance, if you sent your product in and it was damaged and you'd quoted it as like new, we would simply email you and say, here's a picture of how we received it. You know, and this is the only reason we need to adjust your offer because it wasn't as described. Uh, versus they would just simply send it back to you uh, without much interaction there. So the combination of speed, service, and cash are the reasons that I would pick our business. Okay, so I have a couple questions for you. Now, one, just off of that, when you said PayPal, I'm not a big fan of PayPal. What happened to Apple Pay and Apple Cash? Apple Pay is not very friendly from a business standpoint to be able to integrate uh, with APIs and to be able to do mass payments. 
And when we're sending out payments to uh, you know 100 plus people every day, we have to make it you know easy on ourselves. If someone needed a payment a certain way, you know we're usually willing to go to extra lengths to get it done. Uh, but most people have been fine with PayPal or check. Okay. All right. Um, now I have another one. And no, uh, and no fees for the customer, by the way. You're not, you're not going to get any PayPal fees. It's 100% free on your end. Good. Okay. Um, do you purchase older Apple products as collectibles, uh, such as uh, the iBooks, the iBooks Special Editions, uh, Power Mac G4 Cube? I'm surprised you don't have a cube, sir. I would expect you to have a cube. <laughs> I have a cube. I turned ah. it into a tissue box. <laughs> oh, man. Of course, I gutted it and then I put an acrylic stand on the bottom, so the tissue sits right up in it. It's gorgeous. It's the biggest, cool tissue box holder I've ever seen in my life. All right, so we don't buy anything old unless it's a super, you know, one-off collectible. If you told me you had, you know, a Lisa or an Apple One or something like that that truly had some uh, value, we would certainly be interested. But the iBook stuff. Uh, you know, you can go on, you know, Craigslist and maybe get a few bucks for it, but you know, mm -hmm. beyond, uh, looking at the museum setting, not much value. And, you know, coming from, we came from an Apple retail experience and, you know, it's company like it, when we worked there, technically you're our competition regarding, uh, you know, we would always push, of course, you know, doing our Apple trade-in program, which that came out not that long ago before our journey ended, maybe like four or five years ago before they started finally kind of going in on yeah. that um and of course there were sites like yours and gazelle and there were so many out there at the time because apple products started really taking off now coming from the apple store experience you've uh, you've had to visit apple store in your life and i would have to i would have to ask probably probably 50 of them okay 50 <laughs> of them what do you like about i would like to know your like your dislikes and what do you think they need to do a little differently one of my favorite things is probably design. Mm -hmm. it, it feels so nice when you're in these stores. You know, mm -hmm. like going to the Apple store. Um, you know, I've been to the original Cube in New York City, uh, you know, let's just say 20 or 30 times, just that one store. And just the experience when you're there walking up to it, you know, you, you don't even know what's underneath. There's so much to behold. And it's, you know, it's all the glass and, you know, clear lines, white space. I really appreciate that kind of uh, nice industrial design. So that, that'd be one of my favorite things. Uh, my second favorite thing is probably the positivity of the people working there. Even if they can't help solve your problem, boy, are they friendly. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I, I try to exude positivity wherever I go. So I really appreciate getting it back. And uh, they're just very friendly. I would think one of my biggest complaints would be it's hard to necessarily get exactly what you need done by any certain individual because of how the roles are set up in the store. Mm -hmm. And I think it's frustrating if someone couldn't check you out when you're ready to buy. And I've, I've heard from my own friends that they've, you know, they've waited in the store 20 minutes to buy a product and end up leaving to go to Best Buy to buy because they just couldn't stand there any longer and no one was helping them out. And I think they've made some of those changes just more recently that mo more people can check you out on their remote devices. But a couple of years ago, that really wasn't the case. Yeah, to, to piggyback off that, it, you know, with Ro what he's talking about is everyone wears the same shirt in the store. Where back when we first when we first started going, there were different shirts that represent different things. So you kind of get the idea who's that. Apple changed that around and decided to go everyone wears the same thing. 
And it really did confuse people, especially now that our goal is to navigate you to the right person in the store. Now, that's what Apple wanted us to do. Yep. But not everyone's skilled to do that right away. So now you'll notice you'll see three or four people at the front of like either you go down steps, an elevator, the store, and they're asking you what you're here for. And they'll get you to the right person now. Where back then it was like there was maybe one person at the front or one person for genius check-ins and you didn't know where to go and you still don't because there's no science. So <laughs> yeah. you have to, you you know, I still, I still like the idea of the color scheme and I like the idea they brought back the lanyards this year. Obviously COVID had a lot to do with that. But I like the lanyards. I love the lanyards now with the emoji yeah. now. Um, it's very new Apple. Uh, it's like going back to the old style of the lanyard, but now including the emoji in there, which I like. And what do you, we love emojis. Look at your yeah. artwork you're doing on your yeah. podcast. Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, it would cause too much work to try to get myself to do a like picture of myself pointing at a HomePod saying RIP or something. And I'd rather just do the emoji because there's always an expression for <laughs> any mood you could figure out, you know. So that's what I like about that. But honestly, my the, favorite one are the, the celebrating emoji and the one in front of the Mac. <laughs> yeah, I like the one in front of the Mac. That was like perfect. We spoofed that when they did their announcement back in the summer. Me and Frank had our our, our spoof on that. Yeah, I went to your website and um, who designed your web page? Um, I find it it was extremely easy to navigate and obtain uh, information about a product and to get back a price. I mean, in in inside of I don't know thirty seconds, I had. Yay, 30 seconds. Back. That's fast. You know, I mean, it was, it was. I was really surprised. I mean, it was just, you know, put in your serial number and blah, 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 and there you go. I mean. We aim, we aim for speed and ease of use, so I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. It's now, our, did you design our fourth that? fourth overall iteration now. I, I didn't do the actual coding or physical design work. We have a partner that's local. He's not an actual Cellular Mac team member, but he's been with us since the start and did the original website design and original SEO on the website there. And yeah, I definitely appreciate hearing that it's easy to navigate. You know, we try to make it super clear. If you enter your serial number or the order number in there, you know, basically give you an instant quote and you just, you just basically select, you know, the cosmetic condition and that it's working and you're good to go. Yeah. I mean, there were, there were like four questions, you know, and, yeah. and you could, it comes when you put the serial, the serial number in came back with the specs and you could adjust any of those, um, I had increased the memory in my iMac. I changed nice. it to 16 gig, and that was it. And I, I was recommend like, wow. more. I recommend more RAM is good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so after you submit, after you did that, if you put your information in and you submitted the quote, you'd have an instantaneous FedEx label in your hands, and you could print that off and ship it to us that day. Wow. Very nice. It's, it was. An excellent site. I mean, and if you need a box for that iMac that you have there, we'll send you a custom box to make sure it arrives safely. It's free of charge. So, so you've covered all the bases to make it really uh, extremely I'm easy trying. for for the person to sell you their product. Now, what do you do with them? I mean, other than you, you do you uh, you give them the once over? Do you go through them, make sure absolutely? Well, the first thing we're going to do, Frank, is we're going to wipe your data. Even if you've done it already, we're going to rewipe it and make sure it's, you know, uh, nothing left on there from our clients. And we'll even go to crazy lengths. If you sent it in and it didn't power on, we'll take out the drive. We'll wipe it in the caddy. If that doesn't work, we'll smash it mm -hmm. or shred it. So uh, beyond that, we're going to do a full battery of tests, you know, anywhere from 30 to 60 different things we're going to test, depending on what kind of product it is. 
And, uh, you know, beyond that, we're going to physically clean it and then put it on one of our websites for sale. If it's on our e-commerce site, it's renewedmax.com. And we also list things on eBay and we have some other third-party channels on there. Uh, but basically anywhere that someone's looking online, we want them to be able to find us to buy their next Apple product. Yeah, honestly, I went to renewedmax.com and I actually checked out some of your pricing. Very fair. Um, on the pricing, uh, I bought a guy locally, uh, a mid 2012, uh, 13 inch, uh, new battery. He put a SSD in there for me. It was like 400 bucks. It was like a tremendous deal, uh, for that. Cause unfortunately Apple's getting rid of a lot of these old 32 bit things. And on, because I'm also a video editor, I also need the old version of Adobe Encore, which hasn't been upgraded since CS6. So I had. So you're, get, wait, you're editing on your 2012 MacBook Pro? Oh no no! This ain't, the one I'm on right now is not a 2012 MacBook Pro. I bought a separate computer just to do that, you know, just Got in case. Because I I do make Blu-ray menus, so I I need to have that uh, just in case. Meanwhile, I was able to upgrade to Big Sur, what I'm running now. I'm, this is a 2016 MacBook Pro, so uh, which I need. These to older units this. still work so well. I mean, I, they I, really do. I love the new M1 Mac. I mean, it's incredible. I have a MacBook Pro unbelievably fast but my other products are older and they're they're great i don't need to upgrade them. i told frank this year like this is the year of the mac if anything and this is actually something i was going to talk to you about was about what apple has been doing the last few years because i could tell you there was these weird releases that were coming out that were very questionable like the the trash can macbook pro the, the first apple watch how they they, they <laughs> promoted as a jewelry product or even the the first home pod it was high, high fashion <laughs> yeah it was yeah. oh god I, we what we had to do in the stores for that you would the hermes uh, the hermes watches that, that rip off i can't even say that right yeah, <laughs> even the MacBook Pro with the Touch Bar, um, and then going on all USB C, and we talked about dongle before we started. You know, what do you feel like? Wait, are you an are you anti HomePod and anti Trash Can Mac Pro? I question their releases of it because okay. of what they took away or what they're not giving us in that product that makes it like the product to have. Now the watch turned around. Um, but I'm talking about the very first one. I'm talking about like the I very love first HomePod. I could never, I couldn't take it off. The first Series Zero. I don't know if I can say that about the Series Zero, but even the MacBook Pro with the Touch Bar. Like even now, I'm running one with the Touch Bar, and yeah, I do not think this Touch Bar is working. Um, at least the way it's designed right now. So in the last few years, I turned my stance on it. Even the Touch Bar is raised just a little bit more off of the flatness of the keyboard which makes a bigger difference than you think but i still accidentally hit my escape key all the time thank god they include the escape key now which you know they listen to the fans and that's that my nice. question to you is do you think there was a bunch of years where apple was not really listening they were just putting out whatever they wanted but they weren't ready to go or they weren't ready for the market and do you think there's a difference you feel in the last few years I would say I think Apple always has a strategy. So even if we don't think it was the right computer for us, it might have been on purpose that they didn't give us all the ports we wanted. And now this new Mac's going to come out in you know three to eight months before the end of the year, and they're going to have all the ports back, and everyone's yeah. going to jump on it like crazy. But that, but so that's there, what, there could be something with that. That's my point. Was that you know with the first Apple Watch, it was slow 
as hell. And two, it was it treated took a minute as a, to launch, launch an app. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, it, it, it treated it like a jewelry product, and it really wasn't until about the third and fourth generation they really got yeah. the idea behind it, and they realized, oh my god, this I is agree. much more of a fitness product, more so than it is a jewelry product, and and the, and more so for health reasons, and that's what they that's when yeah. they really made the difference. Even with the you know, there he is. I'm not wearing mine. I don't wear mine when I work on work. No, I I was. Uh, <laughs> I don't need Brian, it all. The, I don't need it all the time. Right. I was a a uh, watch collector. I have a collection of um, two Citizen Echoes. I have uh, six Chase Dower watches, and since I bought the Apple Watch, I never, and I mean never, wear those watches. I must have easily twelve thousand dollars in watches sitting there doing nothing. And Frank, I'm right. I'm right there with you, man. I had a I had a bunch of watches, and I'll never wear one again. I think I put one on one day for like an event somewhere, and that was it. Yeah, it's like when I don't have my Apple Watch on, it's like I feel like I'm missing something. Yeah. It's like it's not tracking my steps, or it's not doing this, or it's not doing. I agree. I, I want I want the I want those points, man. You got to make your circles happen every day. That's, That's right. Yeah. That's it. Apple trip us into wanting that, and I I like it. Yeah, I'll and, tell you, I have I have one special watch that I'm sure I'll wear again at some point, and it's the watch they gave out at Apple to employees. Um, I believe it was in the '80s that they had this commemorative watch they gave out. Oh wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, and I, I want to picture that too. Yeah, we need that. <laughs> we need to see that too. Um, talk a little bit about today. Well, before we went on uh, the air of the podcast, you were talking. I saw about your gifting computer program. What does that entail? So trading for a purpose, we're trying to gift a lot of computers to underserved students, and it's super easy to get involved. It Right at the top of the website right now, you can click there. It'll tell you more about the program and where we're gifting it. And basically, every time you use that promo code, trade in for a purpose, it'll put $20 in the pool for us to gift more computers. So like just recently, we gifted a computer to an outstanding student in India. And uh, she's uh, programming Apple apps out there. She's a leader in her community, studying, studying engineering at college. And she really did not have the right equipment to continue her studies. So I know this can help propel her in her life. And you know, to me, it means so much to be able to give computers and give back to people that didn't have those devices. Um, you know, like I described at three at age, uh, age nine, I had my first Mac. And I, I feel very fortunate that I've been on that journey ever since. I want more people to be able to experience that and have the right tools to help out and further their education. Um, one of the biggest things that we're doing locally is working with a group called Cincinnati Youth Collaborative. And they have a group of outstanding students every year that they've handpicked um, that are transitioning from high school to college. And I've gifted each one of those students a computer every year. Wow. Very good. That's yeah, really you're, awesome. You'd be yeah. commended for that, Brian. That's very I appreciate good. it. Does it, Apple, it means a lot to me. I posted Apple, a video the other day. I was I was crying talking about it. So, does Apple ever reach out to you about anything? Like, have you ever had any communication with Apple corporate or anything like that that you could share? I'm sure you have. Not a lot. I've had I've had a, I've had a couple calls, but and they actually they like us. Okay, the, good. The calls that we've had, you know, were oh, so no cease and desist letters. Yeah, huh? <laughs> I have not I have not got a cease and desist. We've had a conversation. 
Um, no, but Apple and I are good. You know, they said they they like the circular economy. They appreciate all the companies in the buyback e-commerce space that are kind of fueling the growth for new Macs. Yeah. And this was, you know, when I talked with them, this was before they even had a trading program. So they were basically relying on us to help help fulfill the uh, the cash back needs for these customers to buy buy something new. We know Apple products are pretty expensive. I'm surprised Apple doesn't reach out to someone like you to do the third party trade in program. You know, I, I know that. Can you I, please tell them that? Yeah, so, I'm a little I mean, surprised. Send it up yeah. the ladder. I, I hey, am so ready. To I don't work out. there anymore, so I don't know how much I don't know how much give I got. <laughs> so on that, I will uh, tell you, our customer service would be phenomenal. And unfortunately, the customer service in the trading program right now is really lacking, and I, I think that's misrepresenting the Apple brand because Apple is foremost about customer service and experience and it should go through every single every single channel not just in the store it needs to be that trading portal as well boy if i could tell you what happened behind the genius bar during the battery program you talk about third party uh people getting in the back and frank knows about it yeah uh, uh, uh let's just say we a lot had of battery hire... complaints people should just upgrade their iphones already yeah uh, well that's a long time ago but we're talking that one year span where apple had that battery replacement program um boy that was twenty nine dollars don't remind me. Yeah. Dude. Uh, so well, that's interesting. You bring it up because people were coming to me and they wanted the same battery replacement. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I can't replace your battery for $29. Right. Apple no. subsidized it like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it did. Um, and that was part of the problem, but they did it so much to the point where they didn't have enough batteries to supply and demand that, uh, like the away. iPhone, the iPhone six plus took almost three months for a battery to come in to be replaced. That's yeah. crazy. That's a long time. Yep. Uh, you know, and at the time iPhone seven was the product at the time that was mostly, but then even people came in with their iPhone 10, they came in with that product right before it was ending. And which, and that product's only been out for three or four months. Yeah. But the problem is, you know, and then Apple, you know, forced their hand to put the battery percentage. Thank God they have that in the phone now. Uh, but back then they didn't have it. And you know, why did they have it? Why? Because we had to run our diagnostics to determine what the the battery percentage was right so now we've we fixed that problem thank god and that probably will not happen again hopefully what, but what's I have the to, measure what's the measure in replacing batteries is it under 80 percent or something 80 percent and below however um there any genius you go to will likely anything 85 and under they'll do it okay. let's just say this there is a way around the they system. can do whatever they want <laughs> well not really because apple will take that diagnostic and stop them from doing it but oh, okay. because we're geniuses we know how to get around that apple uh we used to anyway you guys are so smart <laughs> yeah well no we just have we just know how to navigate uh, their mobile app system and you know and even i went to the apple store yesterday my battery's at 83 percent. they had to do the same workaround you know wow. to get around it it's still there what's your local store now technically freehold mall would be the closest store to me uh but quaker bridge is where i work out of princeton area in new jersey so that would be my closest store. If there was time, I would okay. go to the Apple store. That would be it. The free old store is so small. It's still the same size from when it opened back in like 04, 05. And they haven't gotten that oh, remodel wow. that a lot of other stores They're need. Slammed. They are slammed and they are small. And yeah. they, I can tell you there's been years where they've been trying to get to the right. They're trying to go outdoor because, of course, they don't want to be inside malls anymore. Yeah. They want to be on the outside now. Especially but, now. <laughs> especially now. But it still hasn't happened yet. So hopefully one day but i gotta ask you brian there has to be an interaction you had with a customer that today is probably funny but maybe back then wasn't do you have anything you could share i've had a lot of interesting interactions i mean some of the crazier ones i probably shouldn't share on air 
but I will share one about a really, <laughs> really awesome customer we had in our retail store the other year. This is a super nice older, older woman. She, uh, she came in with lots of questions all the time and she had a lot of different products we'd help her out with. She'd bring us brownies every single time she came in. And then one of the times she wanted to buy the chairs we had in our store. What? <laughs> <laughs> she wow. came in to buy an Apple product and she also left with our stools. <laughs> there you go. How, how many did she buy? Like four or six of them. She like took them all. Wow. They're not like wooden ones like the Apple ones, Most are they? Are they? Purchase, they weren't for sale, but she left with them. That's great. <laughs> but I would and say we, how how generous and happy our customers were. And they were so thankful that they could walk in 50 feet or less from our parking lot to our store. And that, that made them happy. They said it was the easiest experience coming to our shop. And, you know, it's unfortunate that our store is closed now uh, due to COVID. Mm-hmm. We shut it down kind of right at the start of that. Um, but we're doing everything online now so we can still have these nice interactions with our customers virtually. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Frank, do you have a question for? Well, I was just going to say, it sounds like your your business is thriving. And um, how many people do you employ now? Twenty team members currently. Very good. So we we've grown organic uh, virtually every year. And I got now, Brian. It's your chance. You get you're talking to two former Apple retail employees. What do you have for us? What anything that you're interested about the Apple, you know, our experience working at Apple for so long, any question you could think of for us? Because it's always the interviewer getting interviewed, but they never get to push it back on the hosts. So do you have anything for us? I, I was going to ask you, you know, why couldn't anyone check me out at the Apple store? Because I want everyone <laughs> just to take my money when I get there. <laughs> why well, why do they have that barrier? Um, I here My barrier on it is, is the idea that that's not my job motive most of the time it's also how people got trained uh you know if they're for example if i'm at the genius bar and you want to go buy a product a lot of times we would push it to somebody else and that's because we're on a queue we have to get we are also we're, we're numbered you're on a timetable so, yes correct so we let, let's say that our goal is that we have to hit five people in the hour so if we miss that goal, that affects us. And to for you decide that you want to go to the wall and you want to buy a drive, like I'll buy an external drive that has something to do with our interaction. But if you're like want an iPhone or you want something else, the yeah. genius is not the guy to go to, or yeah. you know the 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 you know the creative or the trainer is not the right person because the idea is to give you the right experience with the right people that know what they're talking about. And if you want Makes a sense. genius to sell you an iPhone, yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, going through that POS system, they're not going to know what they're doing yeah. because they're now, not trained on it. There so were a lot of times. Yeah, Frank would know better because he yeah. was more on, he had more time than I did uh, as far as interaction with like customers. Well, there were a lot of times that a genius would come over and say, hey, I'm working with somebody, but they want to purchase, whether it's a cable or a case or an iPhone or whatever. As soon sure. as we're through here, can you take care of them? I said, absolutely. And I would go over and introduce myself. And then we would, you know, I would get the table set for whatever it is they wanted to. The buy. handoff, the handoff. Yeah. And um, so I worked pretty <laughs> pretty well with Will and a, and a couple of other uh, technicians. And likewise, if I had an issue uh, with a customer who had maybe, say, a more technical question, uh, I would tap into their knowledge to help resolve their issue. 
and, and dimension so bouncing off the right people. And we yeah. have, you know, we have a, a system concierge which takes care of knowing where who's and what in the store. One of the things I like to do was in concierge was the label that I need someone to come to this location to approach me to take care of another uh, of the next step. Either let's say they have a liquid Mac and they need to buy a new one. Uh, that would be something I would put in concierge. They would come over to me, and then they would they would take over the interaction based yep. on what the need is. But you know, one thing I will tell you is we're very they're very big on putting people in spots now, and we approach yeah. them because there's more customers and there are employees. Yeah, that's always the case. They say go wait by that table over there. <laughs> right, and the reason why we do that is because we have a system in place. That's here's the thing I like to say. The Apple Store is like a magic trick. You don't know how it's done, but it's done. Because we put you in a spot. Yeah, it, it, because we have the systems in place that you can't see, that you're not supposed to see, which I've shared one of them already with concierge. But, you know, that was... <laughs> it's supposed to feel like magic? That part it's supposed of the, to feel that like that, that they... Experience. Like, a lot of times they're like, how did you know I was here? That that alone is like a... Is like a, a I don't know what it is, but people are impressed by that. Like, how did you know yep. I was here? How did you, you know, it's like, that's how good it is. So All right, my next question is, who do you know that works at Apple Park that I can eat lunch with? Uh, I, on, Tim Cook. Yeah. <laughs> Tim Cook doesn't take my calls. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I went to Apple Campus two different times right before Apple Park. Apple Park was being built right when I was there the last time with Apple Genius. But I will tell you, I'm going to share this with you, Brian, that I got to see Steve Jobs while I was at my first visit as a creative, uh, oh, wow. and he was sitting there with Johnny Ive, just he didn't fire you on the spot. No, I didn't. Get, I didn't even approach him. I, I, <laughs> but, but, but I went with my group of people I was with, and we saw him. But he was also in the state where he we knew he was in bad health. Um, you could see in his condition. Yeah. But the idea, I'll never forget that as as long as I live, that I got to pass by those two, and you could just feel That's the really aura cool. coming off them, and I was like, wow. Not to mention that Apple paid for me to come back to that campus and to learn twice, uh, you know, one for three weeks. Wow. Being a genius trainer, uh, which they don't do that anymore. So I'm really glad I got to be a part of that experience. That is special. That It's really special. And that's why mm -hmm. I stayed for the – I think that's why people stay there so long. You know, not to mention you're, you're talking about the uh, – you're talking about the amount of – money they pay they do not to mention the behind the scenes of how much they take care of us as employees the number may yeah. not be there and maybe the work lifestyle balance is not there but stock 401k everything your guys stock benefits are crazy there you know yep. if you're buying stock at 15 percent less yep. than the yep. lowest yeah. price i'm like mm -hmm. can you sign me up for that deal that, yeah. that's but it, you think of it that, that's the bigger picture of it that apple and it, and they do the same thing for corporate employees there's no one different between a retail yeah. employee and a corporate employee and that's what made it very hard to leave you know i was kind of pulled away by another company you know and that's yeah. what happened but you know you'll see a lot of people work at apple retail the i'm going to tell you this the lead genius of the apple freehold location is the same guy since 2008 now, wow! In in Holding my case, it down. <laughs> in my case, I was working full time for a Fortune 500 company, and my wife um, kind of just said, "You know, well, why don't you try Apple?" And I just went out because I had a bad day at work, 
once I went out, filled out an application yeah. on my way home, Freehold called me and I went in and I, I worked for, wow. uh, like I said, almost 11 years part-time for Apple. Yeah. And it was, I mean, unbelievable experience. And to get that job. So your wife got you the job. Well, <laughs> yeah, I had an interview at no, Freehold. Cool, she puts you that way. Um, three different managers, and it lasted almost two and a half hours. It was. What's the toughest questions they asked you at Apple? Are you allowed oh, to share? It, it really wasn't. They no, didn't it, ask anything technical about no, like, do you never. know about the products? It was all about you know. Um, How I you talk to somebody? Information. Are you a people person? Yeah, yeah. That, that's the key. It's 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 Are knowing. Are you passionate for people? Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's different about the, the product is not as important as, you know, the interaction. That's why you say, yep. you know, one of the, one of the, that's why I asked you, what is one of the things you like about the Apple store? And one of the things you said, well, are the people that work there because they're in a good mood. And I could tell you, yeah. I have been in Apple stores where people got hired that should not have been hired there. Like, and I've been a part of the hiring process because one of the things that they like to do was have us look at some of the people who are interviewing. So they would have like a group of like 20 people. That's good. Just put them off into groups. And I would tell them, talk to me about the, the feature and the benefit of this pencil. And they, and that was their goal was to talk to me about that. Yeah. The one guy that I remember I helped stay with that company for over 10 years at a different Apple store. Um, and because, you know, my, because of my recommendation that I went, the managers didn't see all the people they relied sure. on us. So the Apple employee is just as important uh, of, you know, helping someone get hired, you know, at the time. So it's really uh, a different way of how they do That's it. Clear. You're helping, you're helping select that culture that you're bringing in. The they are very strict on who they want in that company. Yeah. And you better have the skills necessary to talk to somebody like you're a perfect person for that. You're, you know, your attitude is perfect for that. You think you fit in well at the Apple store? I, I think you would. On? I think absolutely. I think you, I could tell just by looking at a person, if they go, an Apple store. Yeah, I my that. With, my with, wife, with let me... she can't be at an Apple store. Okay. I really want an at apple.com email address. So yeah, yeah it's like, can I get a, well, we... think I can get a part-time job there where they let me do that. with. You know what? <laughs> I, my idea, just like Frank, go part-time for the end of your career and retire there. Listen, I, when I was uh, with this Fortune 500 company, I had one of the managers come up to me and ask me, why, why are you working for Apple? And I said, well, let me put it to you this way. I go to a company and I work for maybe five, six hours or about four and a half, five hours a night. And I said, I talk to people about the things I like and the things that they want to know about. And I get all these benefits and, oh yeah, they pay me. Like what's not to like? Like, you know, I talk it, about Apple. I love Apple. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Exactly. Love that discount too. That's uh, I got a thousand dollars off a computer one time just because of the, the the percentage that we get off plus the five hundred dollars we used to get. Wow. Uh, yeah. So that is yeah, a good deal. You can't beat it. Sorry, someone Mac.com might not be able to beat that deal, but <laughs> no, I can't beat that. That's epic. So uh, I Brian, got no, no deals. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brian, I would I would be happy to offer your listeners um, a special bonus or discount. 
I could do a think think different uh, promo code for you guys and your we, listeners. You know what? We wow, would appreciate that. that. So, so go to sellyourmac.com. We're going to have it in our posting uh, of this episode. You can get a special link from Brian with a discount to sellyourmac.com. Uh, we really do appreciate you coming on, Brian, for this episode. Uh, it's been great to talk it's to somebody awesome. outside of talking to someone outside of the Apple retail experience, but someone who I has, love your guys' Apple energy. Uh, we that's we worked there. I mean, you can't, how can you not tell we were Apple employees? Yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm feeling it. I could tell more if I saw your 10 year Apple plaque, but it's nowhere to be seen. Okay, oh. yeah, well, I'm sorry. Well, we have you back next about, time. Yeah, next time. Follow up. <laughs> how about this? At the end of the episode on YouTube, I'm going to take a picture. I'll put that right on the episode, which that means you are forced to watch the entire episode to see my Apple plaque. I love it. So, all also, right, we will tap in with the tissue box at the end. Oh, yes. The G4 tissue box. Yes, yeah, so enjoy the tissue boxes and the plaques, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, we want to thank you for this episode of the Think Different Podcast. Thank you very much, Brian, for coming on. Frank, Unfortunately, I will see you in the next episode, and we love every single one of you. Peace out, man. Cheers, guys.